Do you ever catch yourself wishing you didn't have to stay positive? Or maybe you've been working on keeping a positive mindset for years, but it still feels like a daily battle sometimes. Having a chronic illness means you're being told to stay positive all the time. And let's be honest, it's exhausting. Because pushing ourselves to stay positive is not actually positive. There's a much easier way to get a strong, positive mindset and all of the feel-good perks that come with it without the pressure of looking on the bright side. Check out my free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset. In it, I give the straight scoop on strategies that work and common strategies that are a waste of time and energy. Go to andreahansencoaching.com now or use the link in this podcast description and get your free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset, today. You are listening to the Health Mindset Podcast, episode 16. Welcome to the Health Mindset Podcast, where your mindset gets results. You know you want better health. You know you want to take action. Learn how to stop sabotaging your progress so you can achieve the level of health you've always wanted for your life. Now, here's your host, Master Certified Coach and Author, Andrea Hansen. Welcome. As always, I am so glad to have you here. I am celebrating today. I am really excited. My second book, which is called Stop Carrying the Weight of Your MS, will be in your favorite bookstores in May. I cannot believe it's coming out so soon, and I cannot wait. I love this book because it speaks to what we struggle with. No matter what your diagnosis is, even if it's a diagnosis of just being overweight or a diagnosis that you're afraid is going to happen in the future because maybe it's something that your family has, it it runs in your genes, whatever it is, we all have this question of how do I wade through all of this information coming my way and find what's right for me? Because if you're like me, you're independent. You want to figure this out on your own. You want to be confident that what you have figured out is what's going to work for you. And that's what I really speak to in this book. And I love it. I want to have a little note because I know it is talking about people with MS. MS is in the title. It's partly based on my story of my dealing with MS. But I want you to know that this is not just for people with MS. Don't immediately think that it has nothing to do with you because you don't even have an autoimmune disorder. You don't have to. What this whole book talks to is the fact that you can have something in your life that you feel is owning you. You feel like it's so ominous and so big, like a diagnosis, that there's nothing you can do and it it colors everything in your life. And what I'm saying in this book is that you can have even a diagnosis of something so horrible and it doesn't determine how you're feeling. It doesn't determine what you're doing. It doesn't even determine necessarily the results that you're going to get. What this book is about is taking even the the worst possible situations in your life and realizing that you are still in control and teaching you exactly how you are in control and the steps that you can take to find out what it is that you need. Because again, this is all about working with people who are independent and want to figure it out on their own. And that's how I am. And I have a hunch that's how you are too. You don't want someone telling you exactly what to do. You want someone helping you with that mindset piece to realize that this circumstance in your life is just that. 
It's just a circumstance. And MS happens to be the circumstance that I'm talking about in this book, but it doesn't at all color the lessons and what I'm teaching and what you can can get out of it. So very first, before I go any further, I want to remind you that the Q&A contest that I have going is still going. (laughs) It's still happening. I love reading your questions. I love hearing questions that my listeners have about certain episodes. Maybe they tried the tip from the episode and they have questions about it, or they have questions about things that I haven't even talked about. And it's like, hey, this is really what I want to know. What can you tell me about or can you talk about it a little bit more? I love this. And the contest that I have going right now is that it still has another week of sending in your questions. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick one email at random and that person is going to get a free 15-minute mini coaching session. It's over the phone from me. We can talk about your question. We can talk about some other burning issue that you have. And we can really get down and do some laser-focused coaching and get you the answers that fit for you so you can move on with uh, your goal or whatever it is that you want to do. So really fun 15-minute laser coaching session to one lucky person. So send in your questions because you're going to be put into the pool for that as well. That's going on for another week. So this is episode 16. When episode 17 comes out next week, that's when I'm going to look at the pool and pull that winner. So shoot me your questions. Don't be shy. I cannot wait to hear them. And I will answer them. I will send you an email back and it's me. It's not <laughs> It's not my assistant or somebody else. Again, the email is contact at andreahansencoaching.com. Shoot me an email. Super easy. Cannot wait to hear what you got. We are in the age of information, and we've been here for a while, and it's fantastic, but it can get really overwhelming because there's a lot of information and there's a lot of conflicting information, and our brains can really get overwhelmed trying to weed through everything, right? Maybe you've noticed that you have trouble focusing on and really knowing something that works because it's very easy to doubt that you know more than somebody else. We can get caught up in that easy way out, right? If another person says that something's good and they seem relatively reliable, we may simply go with what they say. We might just, it's very tempting to just let somebody tell us what to do. I've heard this a lot. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But what happens when you do that is that you miss out on learning how to communicate with yourself. You miss out on learning how to check in with the most knowledgeable person when it comes to your health, which is you. In this book, what I do is I detail exactly how to find that unique solution that will work for you and then how to feel confident about it. Losing weight is an essential part of healing your body and it's an essential part of stopping the progression of any harmful diagnosis or the progression towards a harmful diagnosis. And I love this title of Stop Carrying the Weight of Your MS because it speaks to that mental weight that needs to be shed the, the weight of your worry, the weight of the what ifs, the weight of fear, the weight of confusion, this all needs to be tempered to shed the stress that contributes to progression of any kind of health problem. There have been quite a few times in my life where I have really given up the stress for good in relationships, in trying to control things out of my control, and I have felt like I lost 20 pounds. The physical need to stop carrying the weight is essential as well. I challenge you to find a study. Just give me one of them 
that says being overweight is going to help your health. You will not find it. It's not around. But here's the really cool part of that. Yes, having the result of losing, let's just say 50 pounds, is going to help your health. But the even bigger thing that helps your health is what you're doing to get that weight loss. So whatever you're doing right now, whatever you're starting with, before you even see those results, that is helping your health tremendously. So yes, there's the diet, there's the exercise, but there's also that mental aspect that we talk about so much here. There's the stress relief, there's the kindness that you're showing, the the fact that you're not beating yourself up, the fact that you're not so hard on yourself, all of those things that go into that lifestyle change that creates the weight loss almost as a side effect. Those are the things that are so, so good for you. And you don't have to have already lost the weight to gain the benefit from those. So I look on that as being fantastic news. (laughs) So there's a lot of really important things that this book addresses. And it's not something that's heavy and upsetting because it talks about MS. Not at all. I actually don't really talk about MS besides the fact that the person has it that I'm writing about. This book is something that I'm really proud of. And because it is coming out in May, what I'm doing is going through talking about a little behind the scenes of each chapter or of the next three chapters, who I was thinking of, what this is for, what I really take away from it, what I hope you take away from it, and then I'm going to read a chapter. So we're going to start the series today, and it's going to be the next three podcasts, and I'm going to read the first three chapters of my book. I hope you enjoy. Chapter one really starts with capturing what so many people feel when they're looking for answers to getting healthy. They know that there's something missing. They know that it's not just diet and exercise, and they want to find out that missing piece that's really going to tie everything together and catapult their health, not only in a way that shows them results, but also in a way that feels like it's in control, feels like they're in the driver's seat, they know what's going on, and they can self-correct and and tweak things as it comes along. There's this urgency to turn our health around that we feel because we know how important it is and we have reached a point, no matter what brought us here, that we want to become serious about this. There's a desire to make the new habits of a healthy lifestyle. There's confusion of why it is so hard when other things in our lives don't really seem to be this hard. And then there's the belief that this has to be easy. There has to be an easier way to getting healthy. We all feel this and it's completely okay. And I wanted to capture this feeling in this chapter to let readers and now listeners know that you are not alone and that everything that you have a hunch about right now that this has to be easier than it is right now. And there's got to be a way that you can just take control is absolutely true. So please enjoy the very first chapter of Stop Carrying the Weight of Your MS. Chapter one, important questions. Abby was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis five years ago. Like many people facing a diagnosis, she was shocked when she heard the news. In her eyes, Too much testing and time went by before she got the diagnosis, but at least finally she had an answer to what was happening to her. Before her diagnosis, her legs kept tingling and feeling like pins and needles. She went to the doctor each time it happened, but was told that being overweight was most likely compressing a nerve in her back. The pins and needles would eventually go away, periodically, and so she thought she was fine. 
until she wasn't. Now, she has an explanation for what's going on with her health and has done her research on MS. She's lucky to have a good neurologist and drug treatment options. She knows, for the most part, what's happening with her body. She also knows that there's a lot that she can do on her own to help her prognosis with this disease. Abby is smart and can be categorized as an overachiever, although she just sees it as getting stuff done. She's the go-to for everything at her job and in her family. She likes it that way. Even though sometimes she wishes people would figure it out for themselves, she's glad to be the fixer. Abby is doing well at work and sees promotion in her future. In fact, she sees a lot in her future. Family, travel, adventures. What she never saw in her future was disability, illness, and hospital bills. When she's being totally honest with herself, a future involving any kind of dependency scares the hell out of her. What if MS wrecks my life? Right now, she's doing well enough. The pins and needles in her legs are still there, but she can handle that. Other symptoms, like optic neuritis, have come and gone, but she gets steroids each time and recovers. She's strong, and she relies on that strength every day. But she can't help wondering, if I'm so strong that I have this great career, support my family, and go out with my friends, then why am I not strong enough to lose this weight? She tells herself that she should have this weight thing figured out by now. It's occurred to her that she might have been accurately diagnosed with MS years earlier if she had been at a healthier body weight. If the doctor didn't have weight to blame, would he have considered testing for MS sooner? That's a question she knows would never be answered. But her motive still stands. If she wants to have the future without being dependent on someone else, she knows she needs to be as healthy as possible starting now. And she knows that means losing weight. She was overweight before her diagnosis, so this isn't a new issue for her. But since then, she's put on even more weight. Some of the weight is definitely from steroids. Those things are evil, she tells herself. But she knows the steroids aren't the only things to blame for her weight. There isn't good food at the office, and her husband keeps junk food well-stocked in the kitchen at home. She feels sabotaged each time she turns around, and then there's the added pressure of MS on top of it. I have to get on top of this, she tells herself. Now that MS is in play, Abby is even more motivated to lose weight and to do it the, quote, right way. She wants exercise, but she doesn't love her options. She knows she wants to clean up her diet, but is unclear on the best things to eat and not eat for a person who has MS. She doesn't want to simply jump into something, and she knows that she can lose weight and help her MS at the same time, but how? She gets online to try to figure it out. There's no shortage of direct instructions in her research. She finds countless nutritionists, dietitians, doctors, and naturopaths that tell her exactly what to eat and what to avoid. The problem is that they're all saying different things. Who are these people, she asks herself. Are they any good? Does this diet really work? As she explores, she finds testimonials for every diet that say not only that it works, but it works fast. If she combines all of these diets and does everything that these people say is essential for MS, she'll be able to eat exactly nothing. She knows for a fact that she doesn't want to be one of those people. She cringes when she thinks about not being able to go out to eat anymore. She cringes even more when she thinks about taking 10 minutes to order a salad because she has to explain her very important list of what she can and can't have to the waiter, a list that she's pretty sure will be ignored anyway. One thing Abby has heard a lot about in her research about good diets for people with MS is going gluten-free. 
Everyone with an autoimmune disease is doing this. I'm sure it will make me feel better and lose weight, she thinks to herself. So she cuts out gluten to see if that helps. She's been doing it really diligently for two weeks now, but she has no idea if it's working. She has no idea because when she stepped on the scale this morning, she saw that she had gained back the two pounds that she lost last week. How can other people do this so easily? What's wrong with me? She sighs and checks her Instagram feed for a mental break. This research hurts her head. She just wants to think about something else for a while. Within five minutes, she sees an ad on Instagram about gut flora being the key to everything. A post about how avocados can cure MS shows up as she scrolls. She sighs again. This isn't helping. She's already avoiding her personal messages because a friend forwarded her an article. Thought of you, the message said. And her friend attached a study about spinach possibly being bad for people with MS. Abby knows her friend means well, but she also knows her friend didn't actually read the article before sharing it. Abby forgives her for sending something based on just reading the headline, but she doesn't have the energy or time right now to read another word about what she can't have. She closes her laptop and just sits there, frustrated, confused, annoyed. Her neurologist hasn't really helped beyond telling her that losing weight will help her MS and to eat less and move more. She feels like a failure as she asks herself for the thousandth time, why can't I figure this out? Feeling like she's failing is so foreign to Abby. Everyone who knows her would say that she's a positive person. She believes that attitude is everything. She works very hard to see the positive in every person and every situation. She starts to worry that maybe her weight is the exception to that rule. Shaking it off, she decides that she's done with searching for the answer for now. I have work to do. I don't have time for this now. She welcomes the distraction of getting her files put back together for work in the morning. She goes to sleep trying to be positive, trying to believe that the answer will come to her, trying to be strong, and yet still worried that if she can't figure out this weight thing, her future may look very different than she hopes. Oh shit, the harsh reality hits her. Where I want to go in my life may not happen if I don't figure this out. The missing piece. Abby feels bounced around while she searches for an answer. As she starts to do one thing, she finds another expert saying to do something completely different. It's a roller coaster ride she wishes would stop. Finding your own answers can be just as frustrating. It's like standing in line at the DMV for hours, only to be told at the window that you are in the wrong line and need to start over. Then you beat yourself up for not reading the signs more carefully. It can make giving yourself breaks from focusing on weight loss seem like the kind thing to do. There's a reason for this constant disappointment. Frustration often emerges when we're lacking in one very key element, confidence. When we're confident that we know what we're doing, we're not so insecure about being, quote, right. You're confident you can read the words on this page. If a group of people told you that you were reading this wrong, their words wouldn't make you stop and wonder how to do it right. You probably wouldn't mind them at all because you're confident that you're reading this the right way. It can be difficult to find that confidence when we keep thinking that others know better than we do. It makes sense that we feel inferior when we continue to ask other people how to make us healthy instead of asking ourselves. How can you be assured that something is working if you don't ask the only person with firsthand knowledge about your body? Consulted instead are the doctors, nutritionists, the internet, and the scale. You defer to experiences of other people when really you need to trust your own body. What if we knew more about our own bodies than the experts did? 
How differently would you approach new information and advice? What would you think about the tiny study saying spinach is bad when you just had spinach salad and knew that you felt great? If you had that confidence, the confidence that you were the expert about your own body, you wouldn't be as likely to let bits of random information push you around into questionable territory. But sometimes having confidence feels even more out of reach than losing weight. You may ask yourself, how can I have confidence when nothing I do seems to be working? The one thing we know for sure. Right now, you may be as frustrated and annoyed as Abby. You may simply want to know how to lose weight. You may want someone to just tell you what to do. The one thing you can know for sure is you are exactly where you need to be. I completely understand how ridiculous that sounds. When I was crying alone in my apartment because I'd only allowed myself to eat one grape for dessert, I would have smacked myself for saying that. But here's the thing. If I had been okay with that very restrictive diet, I would have stayed there. I would still be on it if I didn't want more for myself, literally and figuratively. But I knew that beating myself up over one grape wasn't the answer, so I searched for more. I had the desire to find a better plan that worked for my weight loss and for my MS. Stressing myself out over what to eat wasn't the right plan for me. Sometimes desire looks like frustration, annoyance, even trepidation. And that's exactly where you need to be to find a better path. Your desire has led you here, looking for a weight loss plan that works for you. And now you're diving into the main source of knowledge that holds the key to being healthy, you. You may not feel qualified to take that big step into the role of expert just yet, and that's okay. Small, slow steps are all you need to take your rightful place of being an authority on your health. This book is a map of steps to help you get the traction that you need so that your doctor visits no longer have that element of, I have to lose the weight shame. Most importantly, you'll gain the confidence to know that your future with MS is bright and full of the adventure that you crave. Starting off, you may be a bit skeptical. If you're like I was when I looked for the answers, you have little trust in yourself about losing weight. You may be looking back at how your weight loss has gone in the past and finding all sorts of evidence that you don't know how to do it. Or what can feel worse, you may have proven to yourself that you do know what will help, but you don't have the discipline to stick with it. You may think that the bottom line is what the scale says, and the scale is not being very kind to you. These are all perfectly normal ways to feel about weight loss. We put ourselves under a lot of pressure to figure this out. I was a lot like Abby. I was diagnosed with MS in 2000. I was overweight and the multiple rounds of steroids didn't help. I already had plenty of body shame around how much I weighed. And after the diagnosis, the fresh shame of having MS sat like a cherry on top. I wasn't stupid. I knew what I ate and my lifestyle of stress and partying was abusing my body. I secretly feared that all the abuse led me to develop MS and that everybody else was secretly thinking that too. When I reached the end of my rope, I looked for the answers outside of myself, probably much like you. I wasn't happy with the answers that I got. They weren't resonating with me. Whenever I followed a diet advice or lifestyle recommendations, I felt like I was wearing the wrong size shoe. It looked pretty, and I wanted badly for it to fit, but it just didn't. And that left me feeling lacking and depleted. I did eventually find the right people who showed me the way, but they weren't diet experts or even doctors. They were teachers philosophers, and poets. They were the ones who told me that I had been the expert all along. 
They showed me how to make peace with my body and listen to it. They showed me how to tap into my own body's genius and to use it to heal myself. Just like I will show you how to heal yourself too. I will never have everything all figured out and neither will you. I fully expect to have serious, organic, free-range potato chip cravings as I write this book. And that's just fine. Because the difference in me now is that I have the confidence to know that when I start to backslide, I can pull myself out way faster and without all the heartache. I now understand how to listen to expert advice while staying true to myself, something that continues to help me discover which foods make my body sing and which don't. I'll teach you the tools that taught me what lifestyle makes my body fat melt away so that you can find what works like that for you. I'll also show you tools that I use to find that sweet spot of working out that keeps me feeling strong and vibrant and how I adjust as I change. The most important change is that I stopped feeling like a pinball being thrown around, thinking maybe this next person will know better than I do. I know that other people may have data that's useful, but I am the only one who has the right answer for me. It's time to become that person for yourself. I understand this may feel big. It is big, but it doesn't have to be scary, and you're not doing this alone. In these pages, I'm here as your coach helping you through your path to finally finding the real answers. I'm not only going to show you the steps to take, but also help you with the internal struggles that may come up when you take action. I'll be there with you for the doubts and the fears, and I'll show you how to get around them and get back on course. Not everybody with MS is seeking a solution like you are. Some are content to wait for directions on what to do. Others find more fulfillment in restating the problem than finding the answer. What you're doing takes courage. Wear that badge of honor while you're going through this book, knowing that acting on your desire to get in control of your life and your MS symptoms sets you apart. Allow me to hold your hand and answer your questions. Allow me to ask you the important questions to answer for yourself. You can do this. You were born to take control. I have no doubt. Let's go. Thanks for joining me this week for a special peek at my book, Stop Carrying the Weight of Your MS. Don't forget, the paperback of this book will be in your favorite bookstores in May. So pre-order your copy and links to get that copy are in the show notes. So you can go to andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP016. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more good stuff on how you can stop striving and start achieving your healthy, beautiful life. Until next time, take care.